Cutting through an overload of information to get to the heart of the story. This is The Point. What will it take to resolve the question of Taiwan? Some people are worried about the possible use of force across the strait and that the younger generations are feeling less attached to their Chinese identity than their parents or grandparents. What can we learn from history? Can people on both sides muster enough wisdom to keep peace across the strait? Is this an issue with black or white answers? Welcome to a special edition of The Point with me, Li Xin, coming to you from Huangling County near Xi'an, the capital city of northwest China's Shanxi province, where the terracotta warriors are found. My guest today is Lin Joinsane, former chairman of the Straits Exchange Foundation on Taiwan and a former senior official of the KMT or the Nationalist Party. He has been visiting the mainland during the tomb-sweeping holiday. I sat down with him right after he attended a grand ceremony to worship the Xuanyuan Yellow Emperor, regarded as the common ancestor of Chinese people around the world. Chairman Lin, welcome to The Point. First of all, you attended the ceremony to worship the Huangdi, which is considered the common ancestor of the Chinese people. You were there at the ceremony. Uh, how did you feel and what do you think is so important to participate, to remember that common ancestor? I think Xuanyuan Huangdi, or the Yellow Emperor, is the cultural ancestor of the Chinese nation. More than 5,000 years ago, Huangdi defeated Chiryou, and the tribes of Yandi and Huangdi merged. That was the beginning of Chinese history and civilization. Huangdi invented the self-pointing chariot. He helped improve people's livelihood. Thus, Chinese descendants admire him. I'm originally from Jiangpu County in Zhangzhou, Fujian province. As a Chinese descendant, we genuinely admire Xuanyuan Huangdi. It is a great honor for me to come here. One of the organizations involved in the ceremony reached out to me and said the pandemic has passed and they hoped I can attend this ceremony. I gladly accepted and came. Respecting ancestors is an ethics and philosophy shared by all Chinese descendants. Before I came here, I swept the tomb with family in Taiwan on April 3 and worshipped my ancestors. Then I arrived there to attend this ceremony. I was very excited. I watched the entire ceremony and its meaning. It fully respects ancient rituals, representing our reverence for our ancestor, Xuanyuan Huangdi.
I felt a little excited when I went to lay the bouquet during the process. I believe this is an excellent opportunity for us to showcase the Chinese culture of filial piety and ethics, emphasizing the importance of respecting our ancestors and remembering our roots. People from Taiwan and even people around the world will be able to recognize this valuable cultural concept. Seeing such a ceremony will also help people from other countries appreciate Chinese culture. But it seems that there is the phenomenon that uh, the general public, the, especially the younger generation on Taiwan, are feeling less and less Chinese. It seems that they uh, are less attached to their Chinese identity. How do you look at that? For the majority of the people in Taiwan, their ancestral roots are from the Chinese mainland, so we are all Chinese descendants. Both sides of the Chinese Straits share the same cultural roots, history, bloodline and language. Since we share similar cultural and geographical backgrounds, cross-strait relations are, in fact, inseparable. Since we are all Chinese descendants, we inherit the same culture, which includes a deep respect for our ancestors and a firm adherence to the principles of filial piety. People on the mainland and in Taiwan all take pride in promoting the traditional Chinese culture. We cherish our history and roots and worship Xuanyuan Huangdi very much. It seems that there are people on Taiwan who identify with the Chinese culture, but not as their identity as a Chinese. Is that so? How do you look at that? Taiwan, 2,300年,它是一個多元的社會. Taiwan has a population of 23 million in a diverse society. In a diverse community, people naturally have different ideas. Some identify strongly with Chinese culture, ancestry, and country, while others have different beliefs and ideas. The Chinese mainland has a population of 1.4 billion people, and there is also diversity. Everyone's thoughts and opinions are not entirely the same. Though we may have different beliefs or ideas, as long as we are Chinese descendants, we all must forge closer bonds of hearts and minds of people on both sides of the Taiwan Straits, and work together toward national rejuvenization and revitalization. What is the best option for the future of Taiwan? 
The best option is peaceful development for Taiwan and the mainland. Only peaceful development can serve the greatest interests of people on both sides of the Taiwan Straits. So what exactly do you mean by peaceful development? That we keep the status quo the way it is across the strait, or, or the two sides eventually and officially become reunited as part of one country? Definitely, peaceful reunification is the ultimate goal. Across the Straits, we share the same bloodline, so we must never go to war. As for what kind of system can achieve integrated development, we must first bring the hearts of people on both sides together. Who should do this job? Every Chinese descendant must do so. Once the hearts of the people on both sides are in sync, we will all hope for peaceful, integrated development. Under this circumstance, everyone must work towards the future of the Chinese nation for the well-being of the people, for the greater good of both sides and the happiness of the people. We should all strive together towards this goal. What is the biggest obstacle standing in the way in your eyes? In a diverse society, everyone has their own opinions, requiring great wisdom to be merged effectively. As I mentioned earlier, the concept and method of integration require us to use wisdom, which is not always easy, especially when dealing with a large group of people. Taiwan has a population of 23 million, and the Chinese mainland has a population of 1.4 billion. Even within a single family, it can be challenging to reconcile differing opinions. However, for the sake of our family's future and happiness, every member must strive towards the most favorable goal, which is peaceful and integrated development. Do you think things are developing towards that direction, that vision of yours? In Taiwan, sometimes the Kuomintang comes to power, sometimes the DPP does. There have been two alternations of party in power. The party in power has its own ideas and directions, but the people are still the same, and they expect to live happy and prosperous lives. They want peace, which is priceless, as war is ruthless. No one wants to see armed conflicts. Everyone hopes to coexist harmoniously. However, achieving this goal requires everyone's effort. It's like we're one big family and want to make our family happier and more prosperous with a better future ahead. Just like a family, we need harmony and unity to thrive. It sounds simple, but it takes effort from everyone to achieve this goal. It seems there are people who do not agree with the vision 
that the mainland or people on the mainland and people on Taiwan um, belong to the same family. We live in a diverse society. Things would be much simpler if everyone had the same thoughts and ideas. However, we need to work hard to achieve unity because of our differences. Integrating our ideas requires wisdom and effort. How do you look at the impact of external influences? And I'm sure you know what I mean by external influences or external intervention. I understand that both our subjective opinions and external factors influence any situation's development. However, I empathize the need for wisdom. Simply put, external influences don't necessarily dictate our actions. We must use our wisdom to assess whether these influences are beneficial. Blindly following others is not the answer, as we must have our own thoughts and ideas. Our goal is to revitalize our family and promote happiness and harmony. This same principle applies to our country, as a family is a microcosm of a nation. When you talk about integrated development, do you mean reunification? What is the most favorable situation for our compatriots on both sides of the Taiwan Straits? As I mentioned earlier, peaceful development between the two sides is the most in line with the fundamental interests of the people on both sides. Both sides must use wisdom, be tolerant, strengthen mutual trust, and enhance consensus to achieve peaceful development. I served in the Straits Exchange Foundation for many years, so I know the cross-Straits relations and the formation of the 1992 consensus very well. In 1992, Ku Chun Fu was the first chairman of the SEF. Our mainland counterpart is the Association for Relations Across the Taiwan Straits, or ARATS. Wang Daohan was the first chairman of ARATS at that time. These two leaders had great wisdom and they met in Hong Kong. I have just said that so many people are on both sides of the Taiwan Straits. It was challenging to integrate different ideas. They didn't reach a conclusion in Hong Kong immediately. After several exchanges of letters, phone calls, and official documents, we finally got a consensus. The consensus, in simple terms, is that both sides agree to express the One China principle through verbal declarations, which turns it into a mutual agreement between the two sides. The principal was seeking common ground while reserving differences. What was the common ground they sought? Both sides adhered to the One China principle, the primary common ground. However, they had different understandings of what One China meant, 
which was a minor difference. This minor difference could not be resolved immediately, but it did not matter. They put it aside and focused on the common ground. As for the minor difference, they would shelve it for now and gradually work it out with time and wisdom. The ultimate goal was to turn differences into the common ground through patient negotiation. But it seems that time is not on our side, meaning the longer the issue remains unresolved, the less likely it is for people on both sides to reunite with each other. What is your view? Some people are saying we should reunite with each other as fast as possible. I like your idea. The integration of both sides needs wisdom. Some young people in Taiwan have been influenced. The current government has its ideas after the political party in power in Taiwan underwent two alternations. However, we are going to have regional leadership elections in January 2024. In the recent local elections, the Kuomintang party won a sweeping victory. It's already April. Next January is not too far away. So, in about six months, we will have another opportunity for the people to choose. This opportunity is not about doing whatever we want, but for the entire population to make a choice. What do we choose? We prefer happy families, a happy life, a prosperous country, and a future with potential. I believe that people will make wise choices. To ensure that happens, candidates and parties participating in the election must persuade the people by presenting their ideas and concepts. Taiwan is a society of freedom, democracy and diversity. To persuade people, we must use our wisdom for our happiness. Do you think force will be used on the Taiwan Strait? What's the likelihood of a direct military conflict breaking out across the Strait? The likelihood of this situation depends on the people and governments on both sides of the Taiwan Straits. If the people of both sides do not want it to happen, it will not happen. Similarly, if the leaders on both sides are unwilling to let our people suffer, then it is unlikely. So I say both sides need to be tolerant and considerate towards each other. We are all one family, bound by blood and kinship. We cannot and should not engage in war and hostility against each other. Thank you, Mr. Lin. And with that, we come to the end of this edition of The Point with me, Li Xin, coming to you from Huangling in northwest China's Shanxi province. As usual, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter using the handle Lushin in Beijing. You've got the point.
On April the fifth, CGTN anchor Liu Xin went to Huangling County, Shanxi Province, an annual ancestral worship ceremony for Huang Di, the legendary ancestor of the Chinese nation, was held there. At this ceremony, Liu Xin spoke to some Hong Kong and Taiwan compatriots. Wang Pingchan, founder of the New China Youth Association and former spokesperson of the New Party, shared his view on the special significance of commemorating our common ancestors at this moment. We are all one family, and the compatriots on both sides of the Taiwan Straits are all Chinese. Any internal issues or conflicts among Chinese people, including those caused by historical legacies, should be resolved by ourselves. It's a family matter that we should sit down and discuss. In fact, when the U.S. established diplomatic relations with China, it was clearly stated in the three joint communiques between China and the U.S. that China's sovereignty should be fully respected, and it was also understood that Chinese issues should be resolved by Chinese people on both sides of the Taiwan Straits. However, we now see many American politicians manipulating the Taiwan question for their own interests. Interests. They are even turning it into a competition within the U.S. to see which politician or party dares to challenge China's red line and provoke China on its sovereignty. They think this seems to make them appear more heroic, but from my point of view, this is a very dangerous move. Americans should also realize that U.S. national interests should be based on solving their own problems and having confidence in themselves. The Pacific is vast enough to accommodate the common development of China and the U.S. Contributing to the common good of the world is the right path for China and the U.S. The U.S. should not engage in confrontations to damage China's sovereignty. Li Cheng'an, vice president of the Association of Taiwan Investment Enterprises on the mainland, has been attending the ceremony for several times. His first visit to Huangdi was about 11 years ago. Every time I come here, I come with the feeling of cherishing our history and roots. Taiwan and the mainland share the same ancestry, and we should encourage more young people to participate in events like this. After the DPP manipulated the history textbooks in Taiwan, the younger generation has become increasingly ignorant of our history. We should call on more young students to come here and correctly understand the history of the two sides across the Straits, also the history of China, and understand the historical mission they carry. In fact, I think the so-called Taiwan independence has always been a persistent fallacy that can't be realized. The DPP government uses this as a means to win votes. As people of our generation, who were the second generation of mainlanders in the 1950s and 60s, we should resolve the issue in our generation. Otherwise, the burden on the next generation will be too heavy. In 2000, when the ruling party changed for the first time, the DPP changed many textbooks and misled the crowd's straight history, leading to Taiwan's younger generation being unable to face the truth. So we've made great 
great efforts to guide Taiwan's younger generation to understand the historical origins and background of the two sides and acknowledge the values they should carry. Unfortunately, after the DPP regained power in 2016, they were secretly pursuing independence again, which is worrying. But I firmly believe that the two sides will eventually reunify. Because this is the general trend that cannot be changed. We are Chinese and we have always been Chinese. Taiwan is an integral part of our motherland, which cannot be separated. Even after Chiang Kai-shek arrived in Taiwan, he did not want to pursue independence. Chiang always believed in reunification. It's a pity that both him and his son Chiang Ching-kuo passed away too soon. Actually, I don't think the two sides need to go to that. Chinese people have a great philosophy and adhere to the kind and benevolent Confucian ideology. Especially when we have the same roots, we don't need to resort to war. Moreover, I believe that the current leaders have the strong wisdom to handle this and achieve peaceful reunification. Using force would cause significant damage to both sides of the Taiwan Straits. Well, the thing is, a large portion of Taiwan people actually hope for a peaceful reunification with the mainland. So, with time passing and the mainland continuing to develop rapidly, it's only natural that more and more people from Taiwan will see the benefits of reunification. I've lived in the mainland for 30 years now and witnessed firsthand mainland's impressive development and the opportunities is offered to compatriots in Taiwan. The business environment is especially conducive for young students and entrepreneurs from Taiwan who gained a lot of real benefits. As this situation continues to unfold, more and more young people in Taiwan should be able to witness the development of Chinese mainland and its global position in the future. I believe that the Chinese mainland will definitely become the world's largest economy in the near future, and Taiwan is just a step away from the mainland. How can we be separated? In fact, in 2018, I reminded the media of my advice in the conference. I hope that the media on both sides of the straits will stop reporting on the rivalry between KMT versus DPP. I think it's not just a waste of time. We should report more on what Taiwan will be like after the reunification and what kind of benefits people will enjoy. That's more important.